episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Things got a little shock and roll as the Boulay's favorite challenge, Monsters of Rock, made its triumphant return. So who rocked and roll all night and who will never party every day again? It's time to find out as we chat all things Dragula 4. And joining me is a queen of rockin' wigs, it's Damsel. And side note, if Zalika Parsons shows up, we'll find out. Um, welcome to the show. How are you? I am doing well. Overworked, but that's kind of the baseline for everyone now as taylor swift says welcome to new york (laughs) oh dragula 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 um the big story here is it arrived on time wonder of wonders miracle of miracles the show happened to be released at midnight on tuesday first time all season only took them four fucking episodes Now you don't watch it live. I watch it live um, because, like, I don't. I, I people spoil shit for me and they message me. I'm like, I need to know what's happening before y'all. So that's why I watch it live. But um, I still, I gotta say, the fandom. If they don't get their episode on time, they will write some crazy ass shit on Twitter and on the comment page of uh, Shutter. It's wild. Yeah, Reddit is literally just thirty posts right at midnight from. Mm-hmm. It gets crazy. <laughs> sure does. Dedicated well, fans. There are dedicated fans just like us, and we're here to talk about season four. How are you feeling about the season so far? I like it. I think it's a great group of girls. Um, I see a lot more polish this season than I think we've yeah. seen in seasons past um, as Dragula has picked up steam and become more mainstream. Um which is great. I'm loving that they have an international girl, Hoso Teratoma. Yeah. Um, and of course, they're continuing with uh, their diverse diversity in terms of gender expressions. Um, it's good representation of drag overall. Yeah, it is. I really think um, Dragula Resurrection really helped make the Queen's push harder, especially for this season. But not only because the prize package has been... Um, lifted quite a bit but it really is um, a prize that is um uh uh, we've evolved on the show it's it is in its fourth season like just like drag race it it evolves at the same pace and maybe Mm. by the time it gets to like season 10 it's going to be a big budget wallop a zoo but right now they're they're doing things better and i think the monsters also know that they have to step their pussies up Mm -hmm. all of them doing it no As a reminder, this is a entertainment podcast. We're here to talk about reality stars on a reality TV program. Just remind you, friends, we are here to talk about what we see on TV. That's the disclaimer. But yeah, you're right. There are certainly queens on this season who I'm like, how'd you get here? What? what who'd you pay? What happened? What, what happened? And that's what this episode was about, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Well, let us dive in. Um, so after a very brief but welcome cameo from Custodian Bitch Puddin. 
our opening movie, the rest of the movie set in an empty male strip club was a lot of cross shots and man strangling. I got nothing. We were doing so well with these movies, keeping them in theme, but I got nothing. What do you want to say about this? Because I just didn't see the point of this one. I thought it was just me. I was like, why is this happening? Yeah. So I'm glad I'm not alone in that thought. This was not my favorite opening. The, the Wild West one was great. The um, Beach Party one was great. This had nothing to do with the episode, right? There, the only thing I can think of is the Boulay's wigs. Were sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Speaking of, I will say those wigs were pretty rocking and likely stolen from Bitch Puddin's boudoir herself. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's all we got on that one. Exactly. The monsters do come into their own boudoir for another rousing round of drama rama. Uh, Dolly said the bull got them walking a little funny. They rode it. They totally rode the bull. Mary tells us that she's 38 and she can't get on a fucking bulls. Um, legs, shoulders, knees, and toes. It all hurts her. How would you do on a mechanical bull? I still don't think I would do great. Oh, have you never done one? No. Oh, I have. I grew up in Georgia. We had a county fair. They had a bull. Second I got on there was thrown off. What they don't tell you is how fucking slippery they are. So if you have yeah. anything that's not rubber or like skin touching that, you slide right off. So I was impressed on how long some of these girls stayed on. Well, speaking of sliding off, Jade shot off the bull like Looney Tunes and Sigourney apparently got hit by the bull so bad that her injury is feeling injured. Love it. Well, Zavaletta doesn't want to be that girl, but she's going to celebrate the winner, a.k.a. herself. The monsters give a brief, brief congratulations before they discuss how two weeks in a row the winner found themselves in the bottom following their win. Zava is hoping to break that curse. Is this for TV? Is this justified? Are the Boulets just being like, ha, 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 you can't always be good. What? It's just coincidence that Astrid and uh, Saint found themselves in the bottom after a very good week. Based on what we saw, no. I think both of them deserve their placements. Right? That's fair. That's very fair. Well, Betty was in the top, even though she still does not think she was one of the tops of the week. She says that she had rougher criticisms and Mary yells at her and tells her to get out of her head. Listen, I am that kind of person getting positive critiques. I, I'll take it, but I don't accept them all the time because I have my own doubts. Imposter syndrome is a thing, but bitch can't even take any of it at all. Crazy. So who went home? Zava wants Coco to say it because she had a lot of drive and passion. Mary thinks Saint has more uh, to offer now. Betty thinks Coco is getting repetitive. Mary does love Coco, but she had a problem with her talking about going home. She wants to compete with people who want to win. Well, good thing she wasn't behind that ball because Saint returns and the idea of going home early again was crazy. She held onto that bull for dear life. Saint loves Coco, but there is no room for error. As they do in loving memory of Coco, they all jiggle their titties. How cute. All right. Well, the competitors head to the main stage to learn what torture the Boulets have for them this week. They tell them that they need to have a little fun as they will take part in the annual Monsters of Rock Challenge. As Amanda Massacre put it, it's the Dragula equivalent of Snatch Game. It is the staple challenge on the show. Are you a fan of this challenge? Yes. Um, it's not my favorite just because I'm not uh, knowledgeable about 80s glam rock. Um, 
but it, it is nice to see them have a repeating theme. It gives you something you can directly compare to seasons past. Sure, absolutely. Uh, it's a team challenge that will separate the bold and those who are about to be beheaded. For the first part of the challenge, they need to create a Monsters of Rock solo look and sell it on the main stage. Part two, they will be broken up into two bands and they will compete head-to-head in the Monsters of Rock show. They will have to work with their teammates to create a choreographed performance using everything at their disposal, as well as create a second matching look for the performance. How are you with teamwork? Are you good on teams? <laughs> the Does silence is everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a control freak, aren't you? I am a control freak. I am 100% a control freak. I definitely saw a lot of myself in Sigourney this mm-hmm. uh, this episode. Um, I like to take, I, I like to do things because I know they won't get done otherwise. And uh, it doesn't, it doesn't make for the best team dynamic, no. It's true. Well, both bands will be per- doing a performance of Poppy's Bite Your Teeth. Are you familiar with the elusive internet girl turned death metal princess? extremely familiar with Poppy and this whole time I was like they're not talking about that Poppy because I apparently haven't seen anything for the past two years of hers no idea no idea that she turned into this we'll get into it we'll 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 discuss the story when we get to Poppy later but yeah uh Poppy uh changed yeah which I learned (laughs) oh yeah fully changed um and Poppy herself will be judging this week and kudos to me for getting it wrong seraphim was we were trying so hard to get seraphim on this episode to recap because she loves poppy but alas we missed it by one episode we're so close so close anyway the winner of the week will have the honor of being featured in an upcoming issue of heavy metal magazine where their drag character will be brought to life in a comic book style story that sounds cool have you ever imagined damsel becoming a comic book character i've already drawn her out Oh yeah, what, uh, what kind of what kind of comic series is she part of? This is a very niche uh, answer, but are you familiar with the show um, "Don't Trust to Be in Apartment 23? I know of it. I have never watched it. Kristen Ritter, her character. There's this random like weeb man who mm-hmm. has written a whole comic book about her called "Tall Girl No Panties." That's my comic book. Very cool. Very cool. I get it. All right. Well, the Boulets, yeah. The Boulets have decided to break up the groups themselves based on what would piss them off the most and what would create the most drama. Before we discuss the teams, how do you feel about this? Should it be prescribed or can random selection cause equal drama? No, I think it... I don't think it's a matter of like can or if i think it's a matter of this is always how it works on reality tv and i'm happy to see the boulets be so out outward with that right you know, i mean we've seen on dragula on, on drag race where there will be two winners of a mini challenge and then they'll get to pick the teams and you'll still get drama manufactured from them but then there are some times when, I guess, based on who you're standing with, which the producers will pick, that's your team. And of course, there's different drama there. This was clearly meant for uh, causing specific drama in this episode because there was an A squad and there was a B squad. No matter how you cut it, you knew just on team selection who was going to win. Like it, there was no other option. 
right? And I will say it was obviously manufactured against four people in particular. Absolutely. The other team was right. They didn't. And that's and that's the thing with reality TV is you as a contestant, you have to accept that these are the rules. There are no rules. There are going to be things in your contract that if you want to bitch about, you can. But something like this, it's up to the producers. You can't control it. Was it a bad shake for Sigourney being the lead singer with Jade, Betty, and Mary? Yeah, it was. But she can't do anything about it. Band two, obviously, is Dolly with Zavaleta, Saint, and Hoso. If their performance sucks, the entire band will be in for the shock of their lives because we love these little teasers we're getting prior to the uh, exterminations this year. Um, but yeah, I, I think I, I said it all with the teams. There, there really was a distinct line of what they were going for. Mm-hmm. How did you, how did you were, feel? I think they were hoping they could shake up the other team with the inclusion of Zavaleta. Um, I think they could have switched Betty and Zavaleta if they really wanted to fuck shit up. Um, yeah. But with those other three, with Dolly, Hoso, and um, Saint, that nothing was going to happen. There was not going to be any drama on that. So, I agree. The bands return to the boudoir, and it's time to get j- more drama started. Sigourney gets the confessional telling us that this is a legacy challenge. It is a dream for her to be a leader. She is obsessed with Heavy Metal Magazine. Dali has always wanted to be a comic book character and to be featured in Heavy Metal Magazine. That would be a high honor. So Sigourney is going to suggest to her team that they keep it dark but still beauty. Now, let's remember this moment of Sigourney leading as we watch the fall of the group literally start right now. She just led, gave a suggestion... And Mary will literally say that she does not agree. They put the pretty girls together because they want to see something different. Being pretty? Fuck that shit. Mary Cherry, put that on a t-shirt and sell it because that's your merch. It's really interesting for me to watch it once live and reacting as the episode goes along. Goes along and then to re-watch it knowing what's going to happen and knowing what's going to say be said. I came out of it watching it the second time with even less respect for Mary. Sure, there could have been some editing to make the narrative what it was, but um, as they'll say later, the delusion is real. This was um, really, really problematic. Mm-hmm. She just yeah, did not yeah. treat Sigourney well. Um, there has already been people on social media uh, saying um, there's... Uh, uh, some uh, misogyny going on. There, there's uh, ill treatment of AFAB drag artists. Um, and this is very true here. I don't know if I would push it that far, but the word bullying did come up. And you know what? At a second watch, I would call it bullying. I agree. Um, I think it's, it's, it's reminiscent of, um, of Virginia, uh, Britta's run on... Yeah drag rates um and i just hope that mary can uh respond as well as britta has in the past uh few months um because it it is tv you know Mm -hmm. um i know britta personally i know she's not that girl but she acknowledges she did what she did she said what she said um hopefully mary can prove herself yeah. That's better. <laughs> yeah. Well, Sigourney said that they put pretty to be pretty. And now Betty is like, well, I'm afraid to be pretty. 
Jade just doesn't want to be drummed, so Betty will take that. What part would you want to play? Probably the bass. Okay. okay. I wouldn't want to be featured on this. Um, it's it's not my cup of tea. That's fair. Um, That's fair. The drums and the lead singer, I think, are too looked at. Sure. Um, well, the other team, they're just listening, enjoying this dumpster fire ignite. There is now becoming a scream off between Betty and Mary, prompting the other team to leave the room. Meanwhile, Jade is feeling like she's going to have a nervous breakdown. She's holding a lot of her emotions in. She feels strong. And Mary's like, we haven't put anything together. That's your stuff. Don't put it on the team. Okay. Hold your horses. Let her have her emotions. She's not putting anything on the team. She's just expressing herself. So what does this start? Mary's going to take Jade out for on the stage for a pep talk. And well, you know what? This was a moment. We got a couple memorable moments here. Mary will preface it all with a, you know, I love you. We all know how that always turns out. Um, and she will then say that there is a wall up. So Jade says, after being on that other show, we have to discuss that right now. Stop right now. Jade needs a shirt that says that other show. This was hilarious. They cannot even mention Drag Race without Satan popping out and dragging them literally to hell. Well, if you, uh, if you listen to the Boulay podcast at all, they also do not say the name of the show. Um, they've never said why, but I know most people theorize they just don't want to give them the traffic and views of yeah. you know, mentioning it. Which is, um, is fine, but this was just funny. It just because yes. she she knew what she was acknowledging and doing, but she had to say it. And that's why I think take it, market it, you got a moment out of it. Agreed. Well, Jade overthinks everything and she doesn't want to upset anyone. She is concerned how she's going to look. Jade wants this so bad, but she's not bringing the person she wants to be. She wants to rebrand herself and this is who she is. The opinion from the world just has to go. Well, Mary wants Jay to try yelling things and we have another scream off and you can like literally hear it in the boudoir. I don't know how this, this building is set up, but the walls are thin. What did you think about this uh, conversation between Mary and Jade? Um, did you I don't find really it? Know. Did you find it to be manufactured or do you think this was a natural thing where Mary wanted to take her outside or did the producers be like, go have a conversation? It was manufactured on Mary's part and it was probably manufactured via producer to have Mary take her out there. Poor, I just kept it. Well, first of all, I forgot Jade was even on this. <laughs> until this episode. I was like, oh yeah. Um, and poor Jade goes out there thinking like, okay, okay, I'm going to get a moment to talk this out. And, no, honey, that's not what this is. <laughs> not at You're all. Not at all. <laughs> well, back inside, Betty and Sigourney are discussing the outfits of it all. Betty says that everyone wants to dirty up and go grosser, and Sigourney is okay with that. She just likes to bring polish. Betty thinks that the only thing they liked about her is when she was dirty, and Sigourney is like, they like your performance that you brought, not because you added dirt. And this will bring back feelings of resentment and jealousy for Betty, as she wasn't allowed to be the femme glam goddess as a boy. Why did we not hear more about this? This is an important storyline. This is something we need visibility and, and voice on. I hope we hear more on it. I agree. Is Betty I afraid think, to talk about it or is the show afraid to air it? I think it's just not 
the the one the one gripe I have with Dragula as a whole is I like the drama, but they focus on it at the expense of uh, other storylines. Like um, that is the story here. That's the thing that 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 people need to hear about how they were they grew up as a boy, transitioned, and are the person they are today. This is very important for the show and for Betty and for the trans community. And we got a line and passed right over it. Correct. Yep. It reminds me of um, Landon in season mm-hmm. three, how it, what, it didn't get, like she mentioned the cancer once, but yep. we didn't actually get the story until like the finale. Exactly. So like, oh, shit, we got to give her some, like, or him some. Yeah. 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 And they do, because like, you know, there was drama to be shown, but exactly. I want a good, I want a good feel good moment, you know? Yeah. Well, Mary and Jade return and they have sore throats and high hopes. Dolly's band heads to the main stage for band practice and there is nothing to work with. So what was the point of this? They don't have drums. They don't have guitars. What are they doing on stage? Is this all for show? Um, Okay, fine, whatever. They have an open dialogue. They are choreographing well, even though they know Hoso doesn't have a solo, they're going to create one for Hoso. Now in the boudoir, Mary will reveal that she does not have a look for this challenge that will work. Remind me again how she got on this show. And what the fuck she brought. <laughs> right. Sigourney has pleather fabric that they can make Mary. It won't be great, but it will be good enough. Mary is convinced that they need to have a story, and Sigourney says it's overcomplicating things. Sigourney says, sure, a different year, a different season, that worked, but that's not us. And Mary is like, why are you getting this way? Well, she's the lead singer. She's the leader on this. Okay, so wait, wait, what did they say? Is she just the lead singer? Is she the leader of the group? Sounds like someone's got a little bit of selective hearing going on, don't we? This what did you what what did you interpret it as? If you were sitting, if you were in this moment after hearing the instructions from the boulets on the screen, what did you interpret this as? I did not do a rewatch like you did. So I wasn't mm-hmm. specifically I have to say I agree with Mary here I wouldn't I wouldn't think lead singer means you're the leader of the group you know this wasn't divided into captains who chose their teams um I'm not I don't remember what the boulets specifically said um I if they did not specify that they are the leader and not the lead singer I would agree with Mary here I did not agree with how Mary went about anything but I do agree with her here it's interesting because in the world of rock and roll and bands, the lead singer is the leader in, in, in many ways. They did not specify the word leader, but I believe based on previous years, it's kind of been implied that the lead singer is the leader of the team. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, was this drama to be manufactured? Probably because you leave out one word and look what you just fucking caused. All right, so Sigourney will tell us that Mary will fight with her on this for 21 minutes. I have to believe Sigourney here. I'm not going to think she's exaggerating. I really do think it was 21 minutes at the same fucking point. Mary, Mary is getting frustrated that all they're doing is blowing glitter in the air. This prompts Jade to laugh, which Mary believes means she finds it ridiculous. Jade says no, and Mary yells at her to speak her mind. Jade is just not trying to add drama. She thinks it needs to be simplified, but they do need gags. And now Betty will chime in with this shit stirring and ask how many gags do they need? Okay, okay, fine. Why? 
I understand you're all on TV, but again, like we've all done group projects in school. We know that sometimes you just say nothing and you just let it happen. And then you throw someone under the bus at the end. Betty was getting to me this episode. Um, her constant flipping sides, her interjecting when it clearly wasn't needed. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't feeling Betty this episode. Yeah, well, Dolly calls the other team secondhand embarrassment fighting the way they are, and I have to agree, this was really difficult. I would not want to be any of the four of them watching this episode. Nope, I was cringing from my couch. I wanted to pause it, and I did multiple times. <laughs> so on stage, Glitter Talk is back. Jade is like, I can't hold Glitter while playing a t- guitar. And Betty is like, oh, now we're taking away the gags? She's just expressing a point. We will then get a very odd confessional where Betty now finds Jade to be fake with her because she goes from one extreme to another and now she doesn't trust her. Okay, where, how did we get here? What, what, what did we not have shown? Where did this come from? Like to say you go from one extreme to another, that's the thing. People have emotions. To now say you don't trust her? What? This is me. I'm going to be honest. You know, a girl will be like, oh, maybe like, a more purplish shade of that pink would have been a better lip color. And I'm like, they're out to get me. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. I see myself in Betty. <laughs> okay, fair. That's valid. I know that's a fault of mine. I acknowledge it. I don't think Betty does. <laughs> well, Betty becomes passive aggressive and this sets Jade off. Let's all say it. Are you ready? Get her, Jade! I completely forgot that was Jade Shelley. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wanted her to get her so bad. I, 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 I literally screamed it because, like, that's a thing that I say. I say we all say get her Jade all the time. This was the moment. I hope someone has taken this and impl- inserted it into some YouTube video. Get her Jade. Yes. Oh, so good. So, how is this team doing? Mary didn't know Sigourney was the leader for half the day. Betty and Jade aren't getting along. It's piling up to be a pile of shit. Mary is worried about the other's performance style and they tell her not to worry, but she's going to be complaining right here, right now about being criticized as a group. Remember this when we see what Mary will eventually turn out in the group project. Sigourney is saying that they are staring down into the pit and Mary is about to critique Sigourney's performance style because as she was performing, she wasn't getting anything from it. Girl, focus on you. Why are you looking around at other people's performance when you're supposed to be working on you, girl? You're not the team leader. She was right, though. I mean, but that's the thing. Like, the It's not the time, not the place. And not what she needs to be focusing on. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And Sigourney will once again say they picked her for a reason as a, uh, as a, for the leader. And now Mary is like, well... You don't have to be the lead singer. So like, maybe this person doesn't know how listening works. Are your ears clogged? They told her actually to be the lead singer. You don't want to be the leader, fine. But they literally told her you are the lead singer. So you can't change that part, Mary. Do you think Mary's ever seen this show before? I don't know, do honestly. I think she's ever watched Dragon. <laughs> I'm not sure anymore. It really is confusing. And now you talk about flip-flop or Betty will back up Sigourney and now Mary has to admit defeat, but, but not before being all high and mighty saying that she is the one trying to make the group work. Well, where are the suggestions then, girl? Criticizing is not making a group work. 
Mary sincerely didn't think she was interjecting too much because at the time she thought they were a group with no leader. Time to focus on those individual performances in a group. Okay. Jade says that Mary has been a support to her, but she doesn't like this side of her as she is berating someone more than doing anything positive. Listen, this is a new Jade. Jade is the truth speaker of this season. She is telling it like it is. I'm concerned for Jade that she at one point thought Mary was a reliable, sane <laughs> person, you know? Like, she was like, I've never seen the side of her. I'm like, we've seen the side of her the past three episodes. Right, Where right. Have you been? <laughs> right. Again, selective editing. The editors are going to put in what they want for a specific narrative. Maybe, wow. maybe because they all live together. They have a different side of Mary when the cameras aren't rolling. I'll give her that. But you are completely right. What we see is not what she's talking about at all. Well, it is the day of the show, y'all, and tensions are a bit high, aren't they? The monsters drag their goods into the room to work on their finishing trusses. Dolly knows their team will kill as the other team continues to fall apart. Zaba feels good about their team communication and how they respect and listen to each other and leave it to Mary with the snide comment of, that must be nice. Well, your team is at a complete standstill. You are still offering zero. Betty is going to say that she believes it's a little bit of everyone's fault, except hers. She sincerely feels she practically held the group together. For a second, I was like, oh my God, she's in on the joke. And then I was like, oh wait, no, she's not. She's actually being serious here. Mm. What? What am I missing? Help me out here. The Blades were very good at casting the delusional people they wanted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I think all these girls had to go for their psych profiles. They all failed and like perfect. Yeah, the psychiatrist gave a list of these people are not mentally with us in this world. And the Belay <laughs> said, book them. Yeah, that's probably it. Well, Dali wants to win. It's the one they want to win. Sigourney wants to win too and wants to join their band instead. Dali has chosen the name Zenith for their band name. Again, Dali seems to know how to be the leader here and is taking on the lead singer as well. So maybe, maybe, maybe Sigourney was right and we're all just being critical. I don't know. Anyway, they are going to go with a simple color palette, a.k.a. black, white, and red. They are not going to go old school. They're going to do new gen rock. Sigourney tells us that they have three out of four pieces that are black pleather. So she happens to have extra black pleather. So she is going to make a look for Mary so they all can be matchy-matchy. And now we're going to have Mary say that Sigourney said it would only take her two hours, but it's taken her two days. She's complaining that she doesn't have an outfit from someone who is literally making the outfit for her. I believe the dictionary calls that privilege. For free, taking time that she could be working on herself to like, work on someone else. This is a competition where you hire people to make all of your looks. You bring your looks if you don't have something. Someone is offering to make something for you in real time and you're complaining about it? Mm -hmm. No, that's really not fun. That's not cool. Nope. Mary also believes that Sigourney is going to the other team being what was me for making her address and they asked where Mary is. Well, Mary's getting ready. What? Is that your role on the team to get yourself ready? Mm -hmm. Diva. 
Sigourney is going to trust in her team's abilities and hope for the best, which Mary will take offense to. This as a team leader would never say that. She would never say that. You know what's fun? Editing. Cut to the flashback of her saying hope for the best to Coco when she worked together. Um, It was great. This is the thing that I love to remind reality show contestants. The camera doesn't lie. The fact that they were able to pull this and put it in, it just made for excellent television, didn't it? Amazing. I, I know if I'm ever on reality TV, I will be saying absolutely no absolutes whatsoever. I will not commit to anything I say. (laughs) Exactly, because it will bite you in the ass. And a lot of things that Mary says in this episode bit her in the ass. Well, she's going to continue on this hope for the best thing. Sigourney will say that she prefaced it with she trusts her team and their abilities. And Mary says it's about what she ended with. Have more positivity. What am I watching? I, I, I feel like I'm in a, another dimension. Is this the Twilight Zone? No, we're watching mental breakdowns happen on yes. our screens. Just complete breaks from reality. Disassociations. Yeah. Well, Mary is going to complain to Dolly, who will tell us that Sigourney was the only one from her group that went to get anything done and felt Sigourney took on a huge workload. Jade thinks if the ship sinks, Mary should be up for extermination. It would have been impossible for Sigourney to do more when she's not given a chance to lead. But here I am one more time complaining. After Drag Race literally did a race against the clock challenge, the Boulets are still going to give their pointless fake outs. It's already done had herses. Drag Race did it. They did it better. Stop with the fake outs. Either put them on stage with no makeup on or just get rid of this bit. It's not cute. Great. I really love that challenge of Drag Race. It actually is one of my favorites now. <laughs> I loved it. All right. Well, Du Boulay's come out looking like rock and roll superhero sporting hair from Madeline Hatter. That's her hair. Congrats, Mad. <laughs> On the judges panel, we have this sickly sweet Poppy who looks so fun and goth. She can't wait to share her judgments. And joining her is Rachel True from The Craft. And she's just happy to be there. Now, we are going to discuss things backwards, starting with the performance and then moving into the show floor shows so we can discuss the critiques at the same time. How's that sound? Perfect. All right. So we're going to begin with the Battle of the Bands. The song is Bite Your Teeth by Poppy from her album, I Disagree. So here is where we're going to discuss Poppy a little bit. For those who don't know, Poppy began her music career as this bubblegum pop artist with a YouTube presence that made you think she was a robot, possibly in a cult. It was weird. She did all these videos in a white room. She was very washed out, said weird things, but people loved it and watched it because it was so weird. And on top of that, she had these really cute bubblegum pop songs like P-O-P-P-Y, I'm Poppy. So she and her collaborator, Titanic Sinclair, had a massive falling out. And when she was released from his clutches, she literally deleted everything on social media put a photo of her as a brunette and introduced herself into the heavy metal music scene. So literally the character she and Titanic created is gone. There is still the elements of that Poppy um, with the way she talks and her quirkiness, but she has moved on from that, that sickly sweet stuff. She's giving you sickly sweet in the middle of new age rock. And I'm kind of here for it. 
I wish I had known all this happened. I loved her during like, you know, low life. Uh -huh. um, the whole, is she or is she not? What is that other person's name? Mar Argo? Mar Mars Argo. Mm -hmm. That's the whole yeah. thing with the Titanic Sinclair stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was, I was here for all that. Um, I thought she just hasn't done anything in the past two years, but. Nope. She, she, changed, she changed a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, again, if you are unfamiliar with Poppy, I really suggest learning about this, this whole story because it's insane. And also, if you love going down YouTube rabbit holes, go watch Kids React to Poppy or Poppy oh. Reacts to Kids React to Poppy. It's hilarious because these kids are actually afraid of this human. It's so, so good. Anyway, what did you think of the song, um, Bite Your Teeth? I liked it. I'm definitely, it's going to get me to listen to the new Poppy. So... Yeah, I I just love her ability ability to blend her two styles of music and make you rock out to that like heavy metal craziness. But then she puts that little that that moment of like that pop music in, and you're like, this shouldn't work, but it does. It's so good. It's so good. Well, we're gonna go band by band, and we're gonna start off with Zenith. Zenith. Um, I felt they were really cohesive and had a lot of fun. Dolly was the superstar of the group. 100%. I know this is silly, but they really captured a strong stage picture. Having Zavaleta and Hoso flank Dolly and virtually mirror their actions was quite visually pleasing and intentional. And that's the choreography they're looking for. We're not looking for like kickball change. This is the, the rock choreography that they brought. Um, again, Zava and Hoso skipping across the stage during that pop uh, breakdown. Perfect. It's what the song asked for. Saint on the drums... Who needs drums when you could be chugging booze? I thought Saint did a great job and made her presence known. Um, and the spit, so rock and roll. What did you think about Zenith? I think they did it perfectly. I think Jolly was immaculate in that role. It looked like this was created for them. But uh, we know it's not because it's a repetitive right. uh, competition. No, I, I, think, I think it was absolutely flawless. Yeah. Um, now, well, let's move over to Glamrot, which it took to the end of the critiques to finally officially know their name, or if you saw it on the back wall for like a second. Uh, Sigourney really was the only positive here, to be frank. Um, Mary was a mess and she didn't give a shit. Wig came off, ripped Sigourney's costume, the slippers. You want to talk about formaldehyde getting red for the club kid boots? This bitch wore slippers on stage in a rock challenge. That's not rock and roll. Well, like, it's like what the police said. Like, they didn't even like think to hate something like that because they didn't think anyone would ever do something like exactly that. um again when it comes to choreo they did try to implement a little bit i think doing that little 60s head tilt thing was the right move but it looked terrible because mary was off the choreo she was off the beat and it made um sigourney and jade look like they were wrong as well so i really really was disappointed in mary here um and betty just didn't have impact and intensity the drummer needed she asked for that part. This is on her. Um, I don't know. I, I, I really feel like the second this team was put together, you could have had an outside choreographer put it together and give them something to do. They still were not going to be cohesive. Mm -hmm. I agree. I, and just, yeah, the decisions, the, like the decision to have um, Sigourney hand, the mic to Betty to sing that part that's clearly still Poppy's voice was right. very odd. 
Um, yeah, just bad decisions made. The cohesion was obviously not there at all. Um, yeah, this is a very, very bad performance. Um, yep. They looked like shit together. True. Well, usually we have the looks that they were wearing for the Battle of the Bands as their main floor show look. This time they don't. They have their own floor show uh, looks, and I'm so excited. We're going to talk about them all. And in honor of the Monsters of Rock floor show, we are going to play Guitar Hero or Guitar Zero. Yeah, I'm running out of puns. Sorry, friends. If y'all want to help suggest puns for me, you are more than welcome to DM me. The creative juices are running out. 2021 has had too many drag shows, too many toots and boots this year. I got no more puns. So I'm asking for help. Are you ready? Start off with Zavaletta. Um, the story at this hour is how many fucking clothespins did she put into her head? And not an ounce of blood. She just stuck them in there. That's gross. I hate that. So you think scary, that's but so good. I don't know. You don't think so? No, no. Okay. I was giving you credit. I was giving you credit for it. Anyway, I think this looks very rock and roll. And again, it is a great gender bending look. It's really detailed. She's created a great character through it, even though I was like, those are like football player shoulder pads, but I kind of see it as 80s rock as well. Um, And the gag works. A fire microphone. That's so cool. I will say overall, looking at everyone's look, this is safe comparatively, but it's still a strong look for Zavaleta. What did you think? I agree. I'm glad the gag worked for her this time because it was the first episode yeah. of the blood work, right? So right. Um, if I was her, I wouldn't give it up ever trying to do anything ever again gag worthy. So uh, props to her for making it work that we know of. <laughs> exactly. Well, Drac found the look fashionable that rock stars would buy from her. She moves authentically punk. Swan says she rocked out with her cock out and brought it to a new level. Rachel loves the pyrotechnics and she is envious of her ass. I will give this a guitar hero. I agree. A soft guitar hero. The audience, 76% guitar hero, 24% guitar zero. Next up, we got Dolly. This was incredible. Every week they keep excelling and topping themselves. This is heavy metal realness. I love the horns and the color palette. I think it's quite bold to paint the body clown white and have so much red as the focal point. Usually black is the go-to in like a punk rock move, but Dolly just took a great risk and it paid off so well. And again, Dolly just has this incredible ability to be haunting yet enchant- enchantingly sensual. Mm-hmm. Like I'm turned on and I shouldn't be. I just wrote down, I want Dolly to hurt me. And then that judge said the same thing. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's the team. Swan said he was a god on the pantheon of new metal. Rachel wanted a throat slash. Poppy thought the performance had great intensity and the makeup really stood out. Guitar hero. Guitar hero. 96% guitar hero from the audience, 4% guitar zero. And guess what? This was not my favorite look. So spoilers, get ready for it. It's coming up. Next up, we got Bitter Betty. Coat by the princess. Come on, another throwback to Drag Race. And hair by 1800 wig takeout, a.k.a. Better Betty. I see 80s, but I don't see hair metal. I'm getting glow. Uh, Gorgeous ladies of wrestling. It's essentially a tiger print leotard. And what is engaging about that? Does she look good? Yes. Is it safe? Incredibly. I don't love the black neck paint. It doesn't make sense to me. 
Betty is very good at making hair, and that's great. But the one purple streak was not rock and roll enough. And the pleasers, not the pleasers. Why are we wearing pleasers? <laughs> this look was lacking for me, but she's gaining confidence on, confidence on stage, so you have to give her credit there. Yeah. Yeah, my, my critique of her every single week has been she can put it on the face, but for some reason forgets to bring it down the body yeah. every single way. She'll make her face dirty and then have pristine chest. Yeah. Well, no, you have to, you know, it's a whole look, which Dolly is somebody who clearly understands mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah. I, ju- I don't think Betty has been put in a situation where she's had to create a look that's going to be critiqued on this level. Mm. So she's never really put in the attention to detail that's required for a show like this. Mm-hmm. Drax says the floor show was phenomenal. She went 80s and crawled on the floor and thought it was fantastic. Swan points out her makeup has transformed her face. It was a fun thing to witness. And I will say, this was an incredible beat. This was my favorite look of hers because it was soft and feminine, yet had that edgy touch with the way she painted the eyes and the colors she used. But for me, it was not enough. It is a guitar zero. Guitar zero. Although her group number, the makeup on that, impeccable. Yeah. Audience 58. Yeah. Audience 58% guitar hero, 42% guitar zero. Next up, Hoso Terachoma, hair by wigs by tips. So this is like K-pop turd punk. And I love this journey and the unique spin she took on this challenge. The paint is always going to be engaging, but she really brought so much in the detailing that made this look wow. What I'm going to say, and it's not a critique necessarily in the negative, it's just an an, uh, observation. She is very petite, and this look shows it, it, even with the skirt having volume. I need to have her make more of a presence that's bigger. She's very internalized when she is on stage, even though everything about her is big. I just need her, like, even when she, like, jumped up, it was very closed off. I want her to bring those arms out, get big. Mm-hmm. What did you think? I agree with that. I was happy to see this K-pop scene. Girl, this is who I wanted to be in middle school. This is who I thought I was. Uh-huh. Um, this was a great throwback to me. I loved it. Um I haven't figured out what it is that's not connecting. And I think you're absolutely right. There's too much uh, holding back there. She um, is a visual artist. And now that she's on a big stage, mm-hmm. even though the camera's right in front of you and right on top of you, it needs to be grander. Um, and maybe maybe it's, it's, it's we haven't had the right challenge for Hoso quite yet. Mm. Um, and maybe once we get that, that's when we'll see her break through. But there is something that's not fully realized quite yet. She's still mm. in the very top. It's just mm. not where like Dolly and Saint have been so far. Mm. Poppy loved the look overall as sweet but sinister. She wishes she had more dance moves. Drax says it was so seen kid and fun and different take on the challenge. She was giving old school Dolly. Was Dolly in her top eight? She had no idea what MySpace is. And most people watching probably were like, what? Y'all, you're all kids. It's MySpace. That was a great moment. I was like, this bitch is no idea. <laughs> I, you know what? Like, it brought me back to a moment. I was like, if we still had MySpace in the top eight, after quarantine, who would be in my top eight right now? I don't even know. I wouldn't even put a top eight. I'd be like, oh, fuck you all. 
Anyway, this was great. It's a Guitar Hero. Guitar Hero. Audience agrees. 92% Guitar Hero, 8% Guitar Zero. Next, we have Sigourney Beaver. This, 1,000% my favorite look of the night. This was incredible. I literally gave a loud cheers in my room alone. I was like, yes! She has taken a classic silhouette, a classic rock icon with Kiss, and mashed the two together for a really incredible fashion moment that is still completely rock and roll. The grayscale was a brilliant decision. I love the spikes on the bust and the bustle. This was impeccable and honestly my favorite look of hers all season. What'd you think? It's undeniably great. Mm-hmm. She is always so undeniably great. And I know the looks are different, but I'm getting bored with her. And this sounds so stupid to say, but I think because every single look of hers is an A+, it's all kind of blending together for me. I can see that. I can see that. Because this is how no I was feeling about Landon as well. Yeah. When yeah. you are so high above everybody, you need to surprise us. And when you can't surprise yeah. us anymore, you're like, but I want more. Because you know you yeah. can get more. No, I agree. I, yeah. It's absolutely stunning. I'm just, I'm no longer gagged by it. That's um, fair. That is very fair. That's a very good point. I would love well, to shoot this It's an amazing outfit. Swan fucking loved her look. She says she didn't even break a sweat, but had every little bitch in their place. Rachel loves a historical silhouette and her makeup was fierce. Poppy said the look reminded her of the Juggalos, Kiss, and Marie Antoinette. She hopes she is the queen at the gates of hell. Me too, girl, because I'm probably going to see you because guess what? I'm hashtag gay. (laughs) Guitar Hero, favorite look of the night by far. Guitar Hero. Audience, 96% Guitar Hero, 4% Guitar Zero. You 4%er, I may reach out to you and give you a little spank, and that's not cool. Can you see who puts that? Oh, fully, I can. <laughs> I was like, is Mary, like, following you on Instagram? Is she going through it? <laughs> no, um, but uh, one of these contestants did uh, Toot and Boot uh, Drag Race UK the other day. <laughs> so I'm just waiting for them to do it for this one, too. Anyway. <laughs> Mary Terry, she's up next. Um, I don't really know what to say. I understand we have different perspectives of drag, and we've seen so many artists come on this show and remain true to their artistic persona, but this just didn't make sense in any realm of Monsters of Rock. I mean, she's a hellbird, so maybe a monster, but tell me where the rock show is. I, if this is a repurposed look for the show, I'd fully believe you. Mary should be grateful to have been given a chance to go this far on the show with all the passes she was given this is a nice look on the wrong show I, I i i don't know what else to say did you catch the Boulet brothers calling this and i quote immaculate yes yes also did you get before the critiques when it was just a year them talking they were like this was shit everyone's shit and then they immediately brought them out and they're like guys this was fantastic Mm-hmm. I would take literally two seconds to go on our TV. Okay, whatever. Yeah, um, no, every every week we've all been critiquing those pre-chat, pre-judge chats. I just don't understand why they're there. It's it's really hurting. It's just them in a bad light. Like they yeah. can't say something to someone's face, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, didn't like this look of Mary's. Um, I'm convinced that headpiece is construction paper. Um, that I mean, look, just- look at it behind me. Look at it behind me. 
Uh, yeah, there, I swear to God, that's construction paper. That orange is the exact orange of those sheets of assorted construction paper you get from CVS. Yeah. No, not immaculate. Uh, <laughs> well, Drax says this look was the best they've seen so far. Swan says the look was flawless, but what was not flawless was whatever was on her feet during the group show. Mary says she didn't want to slip again. Rachel says that rock and roll is all about slipping. She tells her that when you're on stage, that you have to think of it as your last time you'll ever be allowed to perform before you drag to the gates of hell. Poppy wishes there was another element of inspiration in the look, as opposed to just being inspired by Elton John. Now I got to ask it. Was that a read? 100%. Okay. Like Elton John's glam rock, but this is not monsters of rock. So if you're being called Elton John, I think that is a read. Um, guitar zero. I, I can't, I can't support zero. it. I'm sorry. I really can't. Um, audience sorry. was a little kinder. Um, 38% guitar hero, 62% guitar zero. All right. What's next week. Mary's like various accounts. <laughs> Maybe. Um, next we got Saint. And I think this was a really exciting and unique concept. I love the deer in the headlight look. I need to ask, though, if the circles on the antlers were also supposed to be headlights, because that's what I wanted them to be. They just didn't seem to serve a purpose. What I will say is Saint is really growing, and it's a joy to watch them evolve as a drag artist. This hair is so rock and roll, and I would just wear it for shits and giggles just to do, like, some headbanging to, like, Bon Jovi, just because it would be fun. Mm -hmm. How did you feel about this look? It's a great concept. Um, you know, it's executed well. Saint always executes things well. Um, I think Resurrection might be hurting her just because I had mm -hmm. such high hopes for sure. Saint. And I don't know that she is delivering the way I expected. Um, I'm not jumping out of my seat for this look, but it's a good look not saint's best uh, i agree though that hair with the like zombie head sides looks great yeah poppy says the runway was most definitely worked and felt like the spotlight on her chest was looking for her she would wear the outfit drag says she has an original take on how she presents drag and took their notes from last week and gave them a fashion moment rachel wanted to tick more energy and fondle the handles and stroke her motorcycle guitar hero i liked it Audience agrees, 88% Guitar Hero, 12% Guitar Zero. And finally, Jay Jolie. All right, this is true to her. Unlike Mary, she is adapting to the challenge and making it work. This is punk rock Hannah Montana. I love that she has given you a color palette that is significantly bright and fun and yet is able to give it a dark side. The hair is so perfect. It got the style of hair metal and the pinks and oranges work for the character she presented. I will say this was the most confident I feel Jade has been because she was able to tap into her campsite on the performance with the lip gloss moment before the guitar smash. That was smart and unique. And that is the Jade Jolie that I know. Yes, I'm that, really surprised was by, I was surprised by the critiques because I don't think I agree with them. I hate this outfit. I fucking hate it. Um, I love that it's giving me like Daphne from Scooby-Doo meets hair metal like i hate this outfit um that lip gloss moment though for me was the best thing that happened on that floor show mm -hmm. um because it, it was so like self-referential and pokes yeah. fun at herself for 
you know, who she is and how she is different than these other Like, girls. literally, that is from that other show. Yeah. We, we saw her do the lip gloss on that other show. This was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Rachel thanks her for smashing guitar and love the bra. Keep the kids near. Swan wants to hear more of her voice. She thinks she doesn't want to be edited a certain way. She believes she wants to be there and she is a great drag performer, but she wants to hear more from her. I really don't know what that comment's supposed to be because when are they su- supposed to hear more from her? I don't know. It is what it is. You take it with a grain of salt. Um, I personally, though, I'm going to give this guitar hero. I know I'm controversial, I, but I, I'm a guitar hero here. I wish the, I wish the bra was more noticeable. Yeah. Um, I wish there was a little more skin showing and I wish that waist was cinched more. I think it needed more of a silhouette. It's a little boxy for me. I love the performance of it, but I'll have to give it a zero. Audience agrees with you. 40% guitar hero, 60% guitar zero. So I do want to talk about the critiques that they did give the overall groups. Zenith, Poppy says she loves the outfit coordination and the synchronized body banging. She thought spitting was a nice touch and thinks it should be vomiting next time. Please don't do that. Swan says they belong together and their energy was high. They all knew the words and they were solid as a group. Rachel says spit is slippery, but nice recovery. Their critiques for Glamrot overall is banned. They felt they could have been stronger and there was a lot of drama that got in the way. Swan said they got it together and they gave a believable performance. Mary had some mishaps with the wig, the cape, but the show continued to march on. Rachel was missing cohesion. The song bopped, but they weren't synchronized. And Poppy says they didn't catch the beat and the song is so dynamic that it is a lot of lot to keep up with, but it also creates opportunities for each to take their moments. Sigourney had her moment, but it would be nice to share with the others. Valid critiques? No, no, nothing wrong was said. Well, it is official. Dolly and friends are the winners with Dolly as the ultimate rock god winner of the week. Glamrod has been defeated. So... We, 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 I critiqued about the comment about like, you want to hear the Jade's voice, blah, blah, blah. But the Boulets say they don't know what doesn't happen on stage. They, they don't get to see them in the trenches and what happens behind the scenes. So they want to hear their input as who should be exterminated. So here's my theory here. They need an excuse to get rid of Mary because they wanted to keep her. You think the Boulets wanted to keep her did they not call that outfit, as you said, immaculate and flawless? That's true. But they what, wanted think, to keep her. So what? You think that they thought that the girls wouldn't say her name? I think if they if the girls said her name, they would be able to let give it to the girls as why she was let go. If they didn't, they would have a reason to keep her. That's my theory. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go through it. Zava says. Uh, Mary because she's wearing what she's wearing did not uh, she did not work on it's teamwork and everyone is put in the same amount of work Hoso says Mary as Sigourney was all alone making her stuff and to her that's not good teamwork Saint says Mary as Sigourney was busting ass and she was the only person there Dolly agrees and says Mary and says you don't leave a teammate high and dry we're now going to get a confessional from Mary who will say she believes the other team said her name because they were fed lies by Sigourney. And at this point, I'm officially worried for Mary's mental health and uh, ability to read a room? 
yes. <laughs> I'm officially worried that Mary is 100%. I don't know if she'll remember this season. I think she might have dissociated this entire time. <laughs> yeah. Sigourney's next and says Mary, as she was the most difficult to work with and the least prepared. Betty says Mary, as she was the least prepared and made it difficult to work with. Notice how she said exactly what Sigourney just said, but flipped it. Jade agrees and says Mary because Sigourney never had a chance to lead as it started with a lot of criticism breaking her down, which remember, that's exactly what I said when we started this conversation about um, the group. Mary really can't answer because she is so heartbroken. She thanks them for speaking their truth, but then she will say fuck that and says she knows she doesn't make her own stuff as she doesn't know how to sew. She entertains and that is why she belongs here. She asked Sigourney if she needed help. Nothing was said to she was letting her take the lead. Bitch, please. And you thought this was the end of it? Oh, no, no, no. No, 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 no. We're going to get more. First, we're going to learn that Glamrot is up for extermination. They are still in their heads, so time for some shock therapy. It will be the Dreadnought Executioner. They will get a chance for a little revenge, but more on that soon. We head to the cauldron, and the fireworks have been ignited. Mary thinks it's bullshit that her name was said by the other team. She did not expect everyone to say her. Saint said there was no way she was saying Sigourney's name because she was doing everything. And Mary's like, what do you mean everything? And Saint says she was there getting other people's outfits. And Dolly says they only know what they saw. So there's your answer. You can say that they were being fed lines, but you just had the words come out of her mouth. We know that the confessional was filmed after this scene, so... I don't know. Did the, the producers tell her to say that? Or is that how that's the truth she wants to believe in? I don't know. Mary is now going to calmly ask Sigourney if she asked her twice if there was anything she needed from her. And she said she was good. And Sigourney says, what would she have to offer? That's the tea, Sigourney. That's the tea. You enjoy that moment, didn't you? That was my favorite moment of this season. It is up there with Fuck the Big Picture Flint as one of my top Dragula moments. Oh my God. I mean, what would you have had to offer? Very reminiscent of Bianca Del Rio's What Do You Do Successfully? Quickly. Quickly. Yep. Just, yeah. Yep, it's true. I, I was never, like, I, I thought Sigourney was great. Uh, this, I was like, okay, yeah. If we're doing the whole hashtag Team Edward Jacob thing again, this is <laughs> hashtag Team Sigourney. Um, I don't know if she's a good person, but I'm, <laughs> I'm a <good> girl. <laughs> yep. So Mary is going to say that she took on everything, and now Betty is going to foolishly chime in and say that she didn't ask them to help with anything. Jade will come to her defense and say it's continuing to bully Sigourney when she did a shit ton, and Mary is going to take offense to the word bullying. We talked about this. Is it bullying? Yeah, it is. It really is. Um, it's not a term we should all be using lightly. Bullying is a serious offense. It is a thing that people go through, but especially in the drag world when it comes to AFAB queens and the gatekeeping and how AFAB queens are treated. Sure, you wanted to say, well, Mary was treating her as equally as she would have treated Jade. I'm not going to buy that bullshit. She put a target on Sigourney from day one. We cool. saw that animosity when Sigourney walked into that room. There was animosity, whether Mary knew who she was or not. 
there was, I mean, it all stems back from nice breastplate from that first interaction the mm-hmm. two of them had. Mary put a target on Sigourney. It has now been projected in this way. Um, I hope I'm not alone seeing it this way. I know there have been others who have expressed their views, but I'm I'm very disappointed to see the treatment of Sigourney. I'm, I'm, <clears throat> I'm really fed up with uh, the same people continuously before they say anything bad to Sigourney. They preface it with like, you're so good for this community. We need this. Uh, either way, you're shit. <laughs> right, right. That's not how this works. You can't, you can't say that you, you believe in these things and then actively work against that. Right. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's disheartening. Um, yeah, it wasn't a good moment for the show and I'm not really sure um, if this is going to be a thing or uh, if it is a thing, will Mary be able to recover without making a statement or commenting on it? Um, but this, this was, this was hard for me to watch. It was really difficult for me to comprehend how someone could see this as valid. Mm-hmm. Betty says that Mary did ask Sigourney for help, but she wanted to take on everything herself without asking any of them. Jade will tell us that Betty is just a huge potster there to fuel the fire for Mary's burner, fire burning. She feels terrible that she was close to them and now they're just endless drama. So Gordon defends herself and Betty is like, you didn't ask our opinions. Roll the tape! Sigourney says the team was a pile of shit because none of them could get on the same page. Betty will say that she was a very timid leader and Sigourney said she couldn't get in a word edgewise and she's not wrong. Anything she said was completely shot down from the first suggestion she made. Mary said no and that's where it all started. So Mary says that the moment she realized Sigourney was the group leader, she got in line, which Jade says, not true. We're going to watch it on TV and Jade says that Mary is being delusional. Jade will say that Mary literally stopped rehearsal just to tell Sigourney how bad she was doing. She didn't know that side of her. Normally she's upbeat and funny. And Mary says that Jade doesn't know how to get mad. And Jade laughs because Mary is attacking her because she isn't getting mad enough. Does Mary make the rules of the show? Does Mary make the rules of the world? Does Mary decide how people need to act? Yeah, she's the legend of Brooklyn that we've all heard of. I've never heard of her before the show. Yeah, I, I knew who she was. Um, but Betty says that it was equally both of their faults and tells Sigourney to stand up and be a strong ass woman. Again, that's not a comment that you want to hear Betty say to um, Sigourney as, as two women in the field who really should be, as we saw in the first episode, allies. They're there for each other. Be a strong ass woman. Like, what would you have done, Betty? Would you have done a, been a better leader? Right. And like, and it, now, it's once again, while you're ripping someone apart, her being an AFAB queen has nothing to do with any of that. You don't yeah. need to bring it up. Uh, right. And you don't need to hold her to a higher standard. You don't need exactly. To. It's complete bullshit. And especially Betty should know. Mm-hmm. And now Zavaleta, who has a different opinion or just couldn't stand the fact that she hadn't spoken in five minutes, will tell Sigourney that she was, in fact, not a good leader because a good leader actually communicates. She failed at it because every person is mad. That's not true. Jade is not mad. Jade was literally just defending her. Why did Zavaleta have to say this? Fucking 
Dali already saved um, Sigourney's ass and said something in the cauldron. Uh, uh, Saint did the same thing. Like, what are, what are you trying to do here, Zavaleta? Like, you literally just made the fire worse. It's, yeah, it was, it, it went so, it went from like, oh, we're all going to make these valid points about how Mary is the reason for the destruction of this. And then the second they're behind the scenes, I just shipped right to Sigourney with, yeah, Zavaleta. Mm -mm. I wrote down, um, what the fuck is Zavaleta doing getting in the middle of all this? This whole season is just shit stirs. Yeah. Um, remember on uh, that other show uh, during the season nine reunion when um, a little girl named Pheromone said to Valentina, you don't love me. Well, we just got the Dragula version of Sigourney. Do you think I hate you? Mary Cherry is going to ask Sigourney if she thinks she hates her. Sigourney will say she doesn't think she hates her, but Mary says there is a wall and focus on winning and she doesn't know her. And Sigourney says she's been focusing on herself and hasn't reached out to talk to her. And now we have this thing about talking about their moms and grandmas dying that we've literally never heard of on screen. No. And Sigourney says this was after Mary said for the 18th time she thinks she's playing a game. So Mary is going to play the game here and ask the group, do you think Sigourney is playing a game? One hand is going to raise. And guess whose hand it is? Savaletta. I just don't get it. It really was. It really was. And I think, and she didn't even, she had that smug smile. She was like, I, okay, whatever. I feel I'm right. It was really embarrassing. It was really, really embarrassing for the two of them because again, now you almost have to say, is Zavaleta bullying Sigourney in this moment because of how she treated her? Uh, you have to question it. I don't know if I would put her in the same grouping as Betty and, and um, Mary here, but she's very getting close. Saint is going to say, no, I'm sorry. Um, Sigourney will say that if she seems like she's playing a game and pulling away from the group, it's because she is grieving and would hope Mary would understand. We will learn that her world dropped dead with her mom a few weeks earlier prior to filming. Again, something we have not learned. And I hope now that Mary is gone, there will be some time to learn about this from her perspective in a calm way. But Saint will say that she admires Mary, that she tries to make amends, but sometimes you just have to let it go. That's disaster tea. I am the same way. I want to have closure with things. I want to have um, be on the same page with people. Sometimes you just have to know that it's not going to happen. And Mary says when she comes back, she will just focus on herself. She was trying to kiki and be friendly, but she came to win. At the end of the day, those shoes ruined her life. At least she can end it with a laugh. Yeah. So we're going to head to shock therapy chamber. That is probably from that same maze from episode one, if I'm not mistaken. So they get strapped in and they will have an option each round to inflict more shocks to someone in the group. Watching it, did Mary even get shocked or did she just not play along with the acting part of um, the game? I, I have no idea what was happening. Um, I loved it, but I, I don't think any buttons corresponded to anything. <laughs> well, I, yeah, you're right. I was looking at, the, like, the, everyone was pressing six. I was like, who is six? Sigourney? Why are you doing it to Sigourney? It was very weird. It was, it was very strange. And then you had those lasers were they shocks as well, or were they just for visual effect? 
And it was the lasers were only on Sigourney's right tit. Right. Like, it was all very confusing. Um, I didn't even think of the fact that they're not actually shocking them and it might still be acting. Yeah. Um, but that does well, make Jade, sense. Jade was having a lot of fun, so I wouldn't be surprised if she's done this kind of shit before. Uh, she Benny seems like that girl. This. Yeah. Like just getting off, laughing at being electrocuted. Fantastic. Now I'm, I'm going to say something. With an extermination. Yeah. I'm going to say it. This did feel a little simple and pedestrian, especially because there just felt like a disconnect. And it was not as difficult as last season's shock extermination with the, like the, um, the operation game where it was literally shock waves. If the, if the bar hit this edge, um, because like you saw Madeline, like get shocked. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I feel like this was just like a scare room in a, in a haunted maze that just didn't work. Mm. I'm a little bored by the exterminations. I agree. This season, last episode's extermination, like I was a boy scout. I got bit by leeches all the time. <laughs> well, our death scene. We are back in the strip club. We hear Mary's voice, and it is officially her swan song or beast song, whatever she was dressed as. How does she die? Well, in the thighs of a man. I guess it could be worse. Yeah. Yeah. I got some burning it's... questions for you. Um, what is Mary's legacy? Like I said, I don't, I do not know her in person. I do not know anything about her in person. Um, I wish somebody had shown up to this who I think does know her in person. <laughs> um, yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping, I, I don't, Regardless of how they act on TV, there are very few people who I wish ill of. Um, so I, I really do hope that Mary can take some notes from Britta and yeah. uh, turn this around, acknowledge what she did. Um, don't make light of it. Don't, don't cast doubts on what people were saying. Um, and yeah, at the end of the day, it's TV. She made for good TV. Um, I don't want to be in a room with her. Yeah, that's fair. Um, who will be, should be exterminated next? Zavaleta. Okay. She's, okay, sorry. Performance-wise, maybe not. But I cannot stand that person. Um, I know those people in real life. Um, once again, I don't know if this is an act for the camera, but... I, I don't. I I just think uh, how you how you treat other people should be the most important thing. Um, yeah. Obviously, you have to look good. You have to do all that. But if you can't treat a person right, you don't deserve to have a gig. That's fair. For me, and- I'm I'm ready to lose Betty, especially after the flip flopping outburst okay. this week. Um, she's not giving it to me in performances well enough. She's given me one great performance last week as with the dolly. Beyond that, I'm I'm not connecting with her, and I'm really just that that attitude this week really upset me. So if she were to go next, great. I also could unfortunately see Jade going next just because there she's not giving what the Boulets want, and at the end of the day, it's what the Boulets want and not about actual talent. So right. that's where I stand. But I ask it every time. After four episodes, the winner of the season is. 
I've been saying Hoso from the beginning, um, but that was before Dolly came in. So interesting. Yeah. Shaking things up. Um, I, and Hoso is underperforming for me these past That's my weeks. issue. That's my biggest issue right now. Hoso is underperforming. Dolly, I'm not sure if I want to give her a, a free pass for the first week. And Saint mm. is another contender up there for me, but I'm not sure I'm feeling the fire from the relays for Saint. I think based simply on edit and screen time and the arc that we're getting, I'm going to go with Sigourney. I was just about to say, yeah. She is getting a lot of airtime. We are getting um, a sympathetic edit of her. We are on her side mostly. So I, if, if Sigourney wins, she has proven herself on stage. She has proven herself um, behind the scenes. And I think she would be a great representation for the franchise. So right now I'm feeling Sigourney and I would be so honored to see her win. I agree with that. Um, I think she needs to surprise me and then I'll be fully on board. Well, we do mini extermination challenges on the podcast. In in the past, we have done um, in-person ones that were more like challenges. Obviously, now we have to do more like truth or dare type things. And I got a truth for you. Are you ready? No. (laughs) Well, in honor of this extermination challenge... What is the most shocking revelation the audience must know about you right now? Spill the tea on yourself. Um, the most shocking revelation about me. I'll even give one this week. You want me to go first? Yes, yes. Okay, because I know this is an episode that like no family's going to be listening to, so we're good. Um, The most shocking thing you probably don't know about me of this past year, I just surpassed a full year without getting any action because I've been injured. And I am fucking horny, people! I've noticed. It's literally been a year since I um, dressed as Kathy Bates from Rat Race for Halloween and um, brought a boy home dressed as Kathy Bates. It, that, it's been a year. I'm Daddy needs Wait, some. Are you dressed as Kathy Bates? No, only I was dressed as Kathy Bates. <laughs> and I brought him home. I had got action looking like Kathy Bates more than I do looking like Stand me up. normally. You know what? Shocking. It's true. <laughs> and you, all right, what's, what's your shocking revelation? Um... Jesus, my life is so fucking boring. Um, I guess, yeah, despite social media and my attitude, I'm very introverted, boring, sober. Um, I have a home life with a fiance and a dog. Um, I talk a lot of shit, but I cannot hit. There you go. That's that's the tea. That's, you're not a monster, are you? Not at all. <laughs> Don't well, know if that's shocking, but... <laughs> Well, where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you got coming up? Uh, yeah, social media, Instagram and Venmo are the same. It's at damselnyc. That's D-A-M-S-E-L-N-Y-C. Um, yes, I am constantly in distress. I have all of you to thank for that. Um, upcoming, I will be at Pieces November 19th doing Frisky Fridays with Ruby Roo. Um, that's 
going to be a blast. And then you can find me at the door of Stonewall every Friday and Saturday. Well, there you hosting. go. Not hosting. Yeah, hosting, but seating you for the drag show for the better and, queen. And taking I photos with you. And taking photos yeah. with me. I do lots of photos. Please offer up a dollar. Um, if you ask any drag queen to take a photo with them, um, I am there doing a job. I am taking time out of said job. So that's, true. that's my advice for everyone listening. Well, this was so fun chatting with you. I'm sorry Zalika wasn't here because I needed to hear what she thought about this episode. It's once she wanted, but shit happens. Life goes on. We need to record. But thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. A huge thanks to Damsel for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. Make sure you engage with me on social media and tell me your favorite episode so far. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. <laughs>